Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Taryn. How are you doing? Oh, good. I'm probably going to cry because this book. This uh, book. This book. But other than that, I'm doing great. I just made some cookies. So that's pretty nice. Very good. Um, But that's it. That's all I've got going for me today. How about you? How are you? (laughs) I'm good. We've had a pretty crazy week. So we've got... Like, this last week, we went down, and my brother graduated on Thursday, so we went to graduation. Woo! Congrats, Declan! And then Coleman and I had my company work retreat Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, we went canyoneering on Friday. Super freaking cool, man. It was so cool. Like, I yeah, I don't know. It was kind of a, it was a little bit harder of a hike in than I was anticipating, but we had, like, wetsuits and everything, because there was so much water, and, like... It was really fun. And then we drove back yesterday. My phone stopped working, so I bought a new phone. Kind of nice to have a new phone. Sucks to have to spend the money. And then Coleman and I's fifth five-year, fifth anniversary is tomorrow. So. Yay! Which will be yesterday when this comes out. May 1st. What a day. Happy anniversary. What are you guys doing? Um, we're going to Yellowstone this weekend, so we have a room at the Old Faithful Inn, which is, like, right by Old Faithful, and it's, like, an actual log cabin. Like, it's one of the only, like, log cabin buildings left. It's not, like, a cabin. It's really big, but it's, like, actual log. Anyway, it's really cool, and we got a room there, so we're just gonna... No, we're not going to do any, like, crazy hikes or camping or anything. We're just going to go enjoy the views. We're trying to find out, like, a little hot spot, hot water place. Hot spring? <laughs> hot spring. Thank you. We're trying to find a hot spring to go to that's not, like, commercialized, pumped into a pool, if you know what I mean. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So, we're we're pretty excited. Nothing too crazy, though. That's so so. fun. I can't believe you guys have been married for five years. Honestly, me either. (laughs) It's It's just flown by. It's so crazy to me. Yeah, we've got some fun plans. We're taking Friday off. So I put in PTO for Friday. So we're going to go down Thursday, be there Friday, Saturday, come back Saturday night. So very, very excited for that. Two enthusiastic thumbs up. Marriage is great. (laughs) Marriage is, just, marriage is super fun. I can't believe that, like, this year will be mine and Andrew's three-year anniversary. That's Which crazy. I know is not as high as five. But, like, it's just it's crazy. still so crazy to me that we've even been married that long. Yep. And so many fun things ahead. Uh, this week is... I have, like, my last big paper due for this semester. I have another class with a few other assignments due, but they're just... My, my teacher isn't doing, like, a huge final project. This last week I had to turn in a project and I just have like a test at the end. And so really this week is my last week of like hard school, harder school work. So I have to write like a 10 page paper. But I mean, it's just on the stuff that we've learned this semester. So it won't be terrible. Nothing too bad. So I'm just going to do that. And then Chelsea, Chelsea. You're Chelsea, so close. Guess what comes out in a couple of weeks. Oh, are, are we talking about tears the Robin Corps? Oh, yeah. Also, Tears of the Kingdom. No, that too. <laughs> it's a good month for us. 
We got it's some actually, fun there's stuff. There's a lot going on this month, and I'm very excited. Oh man. So Tears of the Kingdom comes out May 12th, right? Mm-hmm. That is the date that my last assignment is due. That could not so have been timed I, any better. I know. And then I'm having a procedure the following week. And so <gasps> I I'll, I have to sit at home. Like, I I don't have... What a sacrifice you're making. I know. The timing, it was just okay. But <laughs> honestly, well, I was supposed to... I don't know if I even mentioned it on here. I was supposed to have a I procedure a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So I was supposed to have it. That didn't happen. Because insurance is stupid. And for the procedure that I needed done, they were like, hey, you have to have cancer for us to do this. And while I'm very happy that I don't have cancer, I was very upset that they weren't going to cover it. But we had some financial miracles happen. And so we're able to pay for it. Even without insurance, we just have to bump it back a few weeks. So now it's like my second to last week of school. So I feel bad missing like my last full week with my seniors, but they'll be fine. I love them. Survive. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, and I'll see them. I'll see see them one more time the next week. But it did work out that now when I'm home recovering from the procedure, I can sit and play Tears of the Kingdom all day and read books because I have there Chelsea. There are so many books that I want to read, and I know that's the whole point of this podcast. But, like, I want to read Happy Place because Matt and Cass have both read it and have sobbed their way through it. And now we are trying to plan a trip to Maine. (laughs) No regrets. No regrets. So, okay, on the Emily Henry front, I'm worried to read a Happy Place, partially because everyone's, like, cried their way through it. But I read Book Lovers and, not Book Lovers, I read Beach Reads and I loved Beach Reads. But everyone has said that um, Happy Place is, like, their favorite Emily Henry book and so now I'm like do I read Happy Place now and try and get in on the hype of it just coming out or should I read all the other Emily Henry books first because I don't want to be disappointed if I'm like I I don't I don't know I don't know what to do it's fine I'm fine I don't know either so tell us what to do message us and tell us what to do yeah um but Yeah, so probably half my day will be spent doing Tears of the Kingdom, and then I'll probably get frustrated because that I can't solve a puzzle, and because I can't Google it because the game just came out, I will have to put it away for a minute. (laughs) Nah. No, I feel like you can Google it. People people figure everything out so fast. And there's already, like, gameplay on from people people who, like, beta-tested it and stuff, so I feel like... That's true. I feel like you can definitely... I don't know, guys. I'm not. I'm not that smart. If I'm being You're honest, pretty smart. when it comes to problem solving, I like puzzles. But then when I can't figure them out, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm moving on. But I'm very excited. I hope it's. It's. I hope it's worth all the hype. And yeah, yeah. I think that's gonna be a good month. I really. This week is really my last week of hard work. And then. I have one more week of lessons and then I'll have a week of being home after my procedure. And then it's the last week of school. And all I do is I bring in my switch and we play Mario Kart the last few days because it's like the weird testing schedule and my kids have already taken their finals. So we don't have anything to do. 
So we just play Mario Kart and eat snacks. And I already got them all Otter Pops. It's all in the freezer. I'm prepped. That's amazing. I'm so... These are these are the times where I was like, I kind of miss being in high school when you had like random... Not random, but like the occasional just easy chill day. Because we do not have that as adults. And I think it's dumb. That's yeah, life, life isn't easy and chill in most mm-hmm. households. <laughs> no. You know who's not having an easy and chill life, Chelsea? Aelin Ashriver Galathinius. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for picking up <laughs> what I tossed to you. Oh, oh man. man. Chelsea, we have made it to the second half of this book. I'm only a little bit sorry for those of you who we made wait two weeks for oh, our man. second half of the review. But we honestly needed those two weeks to process because, man, man, oh, man. Um... I just opened to a page and almost started crying <laughs> right before we did this. It's so. unreal. It's a like, lot. I, I was so convinced that this read, like reread, was going to be easier, like less painful than reading it for the first time. And it was mm-hmm. not. I feel like it was almost more painful. And part two, the first half of Empire of Storms, gold. So good. The second half of Empire of Storms, absolutely soul crushing. Just devastating. <laughs> That's it. Like, they, it's, oh. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm still breathing. We're not. But I did sob through the second half of this book. Just consistently. The entire time. I finished, I like listened to it and read it as I finished it last week. And I was sitting at my mom's house because I was still, oh, last, not last week, Wednesday. It was like Wednesday night <laughs> um, like or Tuesday night. Ago. And three days ago. And so I was reading, I was listening to it and I just like finished it and closed it and just like stared at a wall. And I was like, this should not have hurt as bad the second time. It really shouldn't have. I knew what was coming. But at the same time, because so much happens in this book, I feel like the first time I read it, I didn't fully process everything that happened. And mm-hmm. I also missed so many clues. Because even like the conversation or the memories that Aelin and Manon experience through the looking glass that they go through, they, through the looking glass, um, <laughs> they... I didn't remember half of that because I was so like encompassed in everything that was going on with the battle and Rowan's cousins and finding out that Maeve wasn't there and all this different stuff. I was like, okay, let's get back to the battle. Not realizing how significant every single thing that, that Elena was showing them. Yeah. Everything is so important. And I just didn't even think about it. I know the first half we kind of went through like plot line by plot line. This, mm-hmm. they they kind of converge. they're all together now. They're like you you yeah. kind of have Lorcan and and Alid and Lorcan and Alid. Lorcan and Alid. Oh my gosh! Opening up once again, once uh. again we open with Lorcan and Alid, and their their plot their their storyline honestly low-key empire of storms is is lorcan and elite's book like it's their book 100 percent, it's their book they have more perspective chapters than aelin and rowan do mm-hmm. right or was it I, more? It, they're one less so aelin and rowan have 
13 each. Lorcan and Aline have 12 each. Yes. So obviously, they're important, folks. And we have one lone Gavriel. (laughs) In the whole thing. Well, that was so funny. I have one whole tab. I need you guys to know. You can't see it. I need to actually post a picture this time. But I went through the second half as well. And I tabbed every single time that there is a perspective change. And man, is my, there's so many shifts in perspectives. And Chelsea and I were talking about this right before we started recording. It's really interesting to see when SJM decides to use certain people's perspectives, because Mm -hmm. in this entire book, there are four times that it is Lysandra's perspective. In the first half, it was just during that sea, like that sea Sea battle where she's a, the sea the sea dragon and the second time one of them is when she's the sea dragon and she like describes the adjustments that she made and then it's the other time is when the wyverns show up that's it and i don't know i don't remember if in kingdom of ash we get many if any lysandra perspective sections so like why why did we why did she even introduce her as a perspective character or character with like a perspective chapter, you know what I'm talking about. Why yeah. did she do that if she's only using it for this? It it is super interesting. I and I I wish that we had more. Again, I was saying this. Tara and I have talked off and on about this book for like the last week, two weeks, off and on for a while, two years, forever. <laughs> I'm kind of it bumps me out actually because Lysandra has such a important role to play in this book and decisions like the decisions that are made about her future and what it might look like. I just, I would have loved some more perspective on it because we get a lot of like Adian's anger management issues. <laughs> yeah. I look, I love Adian. I do. Great guy. Sometimes his, his hot headed temper is like, I just, I'm very much, I'm not that way. And so sometimes it bothers me. It was like, dude, just just keep it to yourself, man. In Take this moment, as you have 500 Ilkin attacking you, is now the best time to turn to your cousin and say... Look at Aelin and be like, this is all your freaking fault. This is your fault. Where? Like, come on, man. That's Who is that? What do you... What benefit is I that? Do, Nothing. I do wonder, like, because the other... Fey males that we see in this book are hundreds of years old. There's not one relatively close to Adian in age. And I know that Adian doesn't have as much Fey blood in him as like Aelin does because he doesn't have, he doesn't shift. But I wonder if like that's something that each of the cadre had to overcome too. Because I they hmm. keep making jokes about how like how they're territorial and because I think we see glimpses of Rowan becoming frustrated but even when we see his perspective he very quickly walks through that like mental process of okay why am I feeling this way what is going on I'm mad but how am I going to react Adian doesn't have any of that process (laughs) and so I wonder like if that's just um, a fey male maturity thing where he has a lot more of the fey equivalent of testosterone And he's mm-hmm. just like doesn't he just gets so angry and doesn't know how to process it. 
because I want Rowan to put a hand on his shoulder and be like, I also experienced this. Let me teach you the ropes because you're being so annoying. So, so rude. And here's the thing. like, I don't necessarily disagree with him, especially as far as like Aelin's plan, her like emergency plan of having Lysandra impersonate her for the rest of her life publicly be with like publicly appear to be with Rowan but privately like date and have kids with Adian but also not be able to ever acknowledge her children as her own question mark like it's just it's such a bad plan it's so poorly thought out like what do you tell those kids like do the will the kids ever know to me there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of um logical fallacies and issues with that plan and I a thousand percent feel like Adian has every right to be mad at Aelin for just assuming that he's gonna be chill and go along with this when he's working okay through with it. so many daddy issues on his own. Yeah, he has every right to be mad. I just feel like sometimes he doesn't know how to process his feelings, and so he just lashes out at everyone. And I just wanna, I just wanna grab him and be like, go to. Th- Therapy, stop. <laughs> I, I feel like too. I don't think Aelin thought that that plan was going to last forever. Because at some point, I don't know. I just I feel like Aelin wanted one child, like one heir, to be able to take over the throne. And because supposedly Faye have a hard time conceiving. It would it wouldn't be unrealistic for her to only have one child, right? Am I crazy? No, I think that's because fair. Like, but like, like Connell and Fenris, the fact that they're oh, it's still not. I still am not a fan of this plan. It's still it's dumb. a terrible plan. It's a terrible plan. But I don't know. It's just interesting. And I and at the same time, like, so Lysandra agrees to do this. Mm-hmm. I would pay all the money in the world to get that conversation from Lysandra's perspective. Mm-hmm. Everything. I would love the entire second half of this book. I would read a novel that is purely Lysandra's perspective. I would I do it. I thousand percent would too. That's the rest of the books. This is, okay, this is why we got on this to begin with. Going from the perspective counts, I feel like mm-hmm. we see ADM's reaction and I would just love to know what Lysandra's perspective is. Because also I feel like it it would be heartbreaking, right? Like to me, yeah. my assumption is that's like that has to be hard for her to agree to do, right? Yes, and especially given her history as a courtesan, I feel like the audacity of Aelin to go to Lysandra and say, "I want you like, to I'm breed in air." It's, That's why I'm I want to know it, what that conversation was, because I don't feel like Lysandra was was just like immediately yes, one hundred percent. There's Aelin, no way. I'm sure that there was a long conversation about it, and uh, her being like, "Okay, well, how is this going to work?" Whatever. But this is my. I I had another thought, and I forgot to say it. Okay. Adian in the past, whatever Aelin says. Okay, if Aelin says it, it goes. Dorian makes a jab at Rowan. Everybody loses their freaking mind. Okay. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, how you can't say anything to Aelin. Nobody can question it. So Lysandra agrees to this. 
And all of a sudden she's a bad guy because she does what everybody else has been doing this entire series, which is rolling over for anything that Aelin asks them to do. So why is it all of a sudden Lysandra sucks and you, because if, if Aelin had gone to them and had this conversation, I guarantee Adian would have agreed to it. The reason he's mad is because she didn't ask. And that's 100% valid. She's constantly not asking, constantly not telling people. And it, ultimately ends up being like okay i get Maeve would have found them regardless right i get that she would have found them regardless she was coming to find them lorkin calling for her just made it easier but also they might have stood a chance like things would have could have played out so differently if she had just told them like oh by the way that that fleet over there is for us. Don't worry about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. sh- I don't know. Which we're told, Romy, I've called in all of these favors. I don't want to get everybody else's hopes up, but you, as my mate and the man that I love and am married to, I'm going to communicate to you, of all people, just to Rowan. The scene, I know we're jumping all over the place, but the scene it's of fine. Rowan at the end, pulling <laughs> on the beach, staring <laughs> off into the ocean. Just not even, I don't even think he's crying. Like, it's just he He has based. to go purely into hunting mode of I'm going to find like, my wife and my mate. Oh my gosh. <sighs> and hearing this whole conversation, because this man just found out. This, he, he goes through all of it. He comes Aelin's missing. He's kneeling there, watch, seeing all of the blood on the ground from her beating. And he, he, he pa- almost passively, because I'm sure he's so out of it, hears Gabriel share this entire experience of how Maeve, Gabriel in the lead, about how Maeve manipulated the mating bond and all of this different stuff. And everybody at the same time is like so happy that they got the word keys and that she didn't know they were there. And he's just there. And then has to immediately turn around and put on this face because it's pretty quick after that that... That everybody shows up. Dallin shows up with with the Wendelin force and Elias shows up with the silent assassins. And all of a sudden, Lysandra's walking out and he has to turn around and see his mate, who is not his mate, and pretend like everything's fine. I just... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't even, I can't even fathom. And he is so calm. Like, even, okay, even going backwards from here, when they all find out that Dorian sends Manon and Aelin through the mirror. Again, again, he didn't make them do anything. He shares what he said, found here's and an they idea. decided to go. And instead of communicating, they walked through. And then when Adian freaking punched my boy Dorian Dorian in the face, I wanted to jump through the book and be like, Adian, you idiot. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Continue your thought. I just was like, it's another moment where anybody has controlled her. Nobody. So how could Dorian do that? Yeah. Well, it's like, not only that, but it's like, okay, even if he did like force her through the mirror, which he didn't. Everyone else is so focused on, like, chewing Dorian out. Rowan is one of the only ones who's like, okay, let's figure out what can we do to buy them time, right? Like, we can't get through. Mm -hmm. Let's figure this out. 
Like, I don't, he's one of the only ones who doesn't turn on Dorian. And I kind of wish that that had been highlighted a little bit more. But whatever, it's fine. I, want I can't Dorian complain. And Dorian to be the bestest of friends. I really, do. I and just I want Dorian to have another up. friend. Period. Like I just want Kale. Dorian to have anything happy in his life. <laughs> Kayla is gone. His only friend is gone. He's got this weird thing going on with Manon. I'm going to say something super controversial. Please still be my friends, everyone. Dorian, one of my favorite people on the planet. Manon, one of my favorite people on the planet. Not my favorite. Neither ship. of us like them together. Not my favorite ship. And here's why. Let me explain why. Okay, let me defend myself. I think both of these people have the opportunity to help them through their grief. And I like that aspect of their relationship, right? Where Dorian is, like, he has this conversation. He wants someone who's not fragile because he's still mourning the loss of the loss of Sorsha and stuff. Totally good with that. I just think they can't possibly be endgame, right? Like, this is going to end relatively soon, for good, for like, for better, for worse. And Manon has to go try and unite two feuding witch clans. And Dorian has a broken kingdom to rebuild. Like, they cannot be there for each other. He can't help her rule. She can't help him rule. And they can't give up their crowns, right? Like... And when and when she's gone, at some point he has to learn to stand on his own and face the trauma that he's experienced, right? Like, right. Well, right. I'm so glad that she's there now to kind of whip him into shape and like slap him a little bit and be like, "Hey, I need you here. I need you present." That's so mm-hmm. amazing. But after she leaves to go to the wastes, he has to be able to do that for himself. Because everybody else is freaking abandoning him. He's going to have to go back to his kingdom anyway. That's what I'm saying. Is like, I just, I think that he deserved to have someone who could be there by his side. I think that he needs that. He needs, he needs an end game who can help him rule and support him and be there for him. And through no fault of their own, Dorian and Manon cannot be that for each other. They can't. And it breaks my little heart. And I know I a lot of people to be happy. Yes. I know I a just, lot of people are upset or are probably gonna hate this, but neither of us like I just I just don't see logistically the how I, they work out. I love Dorian and I have been the do- biggest Dorian supporter this entire like reread through. 100%. And I saw a comment the other day of somebody being like, Dorian feels like a different person in Empire of Storms. 100 percent If you killed your father learned what you did and have experienced the things that you have got to try to rule for five seconds before a witch coven just comes and destroys your city (laughs) i think you also would want distraction act a little differently yeah that's fine and i 100 percent am okay with my boy dealing with his trauma but long term manon also is gonna live for hundreds of more years it just (laughs) Okay, and this is a, a crackpot idea that I've seen on online too. You're and really going to make everyone dislike us, Taryn. <laughs> no, but the thought, no, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't know what you thought I was going to say, but my thought is some people are saying that they hope that Dorian goes through some sort of drop, as is used in the Crescent City series, oh. to help them like, tunnel into power and for some of them it it, like extends their life 
Mm-hmm. I don't want it. Oh. I don't want it for Dorian. I want him to live a normal human life, but I think he's probably already going to live a little bit longer because of his magic. We don't know. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I should probably just stop talking because I don't know, but I just, I love Dorian and I want him to be happy and somebody to hold him and be soft for him, but also strong and not, I don't know. I don't know. You talk, Chelsea. No, I I 100% agree. I just, I feel like... What did you think I was going to (laughs) say? I thought you were going to bring up Dorian and Lysandra. No. Oh, no, 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 no. I've already worked through that in the last 30 minutes. I want Dorian and Lysandra to be better friends. Like... Yes. I think that they both have experienced similar, like, types of things. And I think that they would be very good friends and they would build each other up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Beside the point, my point, my <laughs> point is, I adore Dorian, I adore Manon, I just don't think that they work out in the long run. That's all I'm saying. Please don't hate me, still be my friend, I'm so sorry. Yeah, please, please don't be mad at this. Because every time I see this fan art of, like, a very old Dorian and a very young Manon, it makes me want to- No, it it's so cringy. I don't, I don't like want it. that for him, and I don't want that for her. <sighs> I want them to go from lovers to friends. A reverse thing. I just, I want them to just be friends. Anyway, Enemies to lovers fine. to really good friends who support each other from afar. <laughs> um, oh. Hey, can we please talk about Lorcan and the lead? Because I love them. How can we not? So, start out, we have the, or like, they're still traveling with their fake circus thing. We have the first time where Lorcan actually performs and he's throwing blades and looks so bored. And the lead goes over and she's like, you freaking idiot. And she's like, you're so hot. And everybody's like, wow, he's so hot. And they're like, wow, this is so great. And then she gets mad and goes back to her thing. And it, it, I love like his perspective of going back and talking to her and helping her try to feel better. Because he's like, why am I here? Why do I what care? Am I doing? Why What's am I going in on? this tent right now? And then the Ilkins show up and then bam, 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 he kills a bunch of them, finds out that her name is a lead and that she's the lady of Purian. Him finding out that and she's gets mad to him. And she's like, screw you. <laughs> yeah, no, him, him being like, how dare you lie to me? And she's like, it was so easy. You are so prejudiced and stupid. It was so easy. Like, I just, her going off on him and then like his, his perspective where he's like, I hate that she's not wrong. <laughs> I didn't question <laughs> it. Like, I just, I love that so much. And then him, him realizing that a lead has a word key and that Aelin tricked him should not have made me as happy as it was. But just like the pure rage that is Lorcan in that moment. And him and being like, well, I guess we're both going south because I got to talk to her too now. Like, just oh i love them so much uh, their journey and then him uh, and then her tra- almost getting kid like taken by her uncle and him showing up and being like i had the kill shot but i used it to save her instead <laughs> mm-hmm. man am i a fan big fan of that situation i also oh. love when they're running and i can't remember if it's this part or earlier when she just looks at him she's like fine and he just like picks her up and, and throws like- her over her shoulder <laughs> and starts poking it 
Like, I love the resignation of, I know that I'm too slow, but I hate that I have to, like, this is going to be damaging to my pride. But fine, toss me over your shoulder. I just, and then, when they're, like, getting out of the city, right? They've been betrayed, he gets to the ferry, and then he kills the ferry man. That whole scene, I kind of forgot about that. Like, rereading it, I was like, oof. Mm -hmm. Oof. And that being the moment where he kind of lashes out by telling her, Selena and Ellen are the same person. He's like, you're going to condemn me for killing someone? She would have done the same thing. And he's not, he's not necessarily wrong. And she would have. She 100% would have. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And her having to work through that, I just feel like it's super, I feel like that scene was super important to their relationship because in order for her to come, like towards the end is they start coming together and admitting that they have feelings for each other. And like that kiss, that kiss, a lot of feelings. (laughs) It's, I feel like this argument is so important because he knows and she knows that she is accepting him with all, like, with all all the flaws, right? Like, she knows Mm -hmm. that he's a killer, she knows what he's done, and he's capable. Yes, yes, which just makes them breaking up at the end of the book that much worse. So and uh, I the, the last few chapters are really hard to read and I know we've already mentioned that but him having to experience all of it frozen mm-hmm. and like re- knowing that he's anything? the one that helped her knowing that he's the one that helped Maeve get to there like get there in the timing and the way that she did and then having to hold a lead back I just and then having a lead come up and just just give it to him. Just be like, I hate you and I hope that you never find joy ever in your life. And I'm like, that was Ooh. so and he just rough, He had just man. found it. He had just found it. He had just found it. And he wanted, and even like in the moment where she jumps and, and protects him when Fenris and Gabrielle are like the blood oath starts going and they have to kill him. Her jumping in front and taking the bite from Fenris. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh! Like, I was and not that, and then him having, and then him having to like lower his shield to let them in to heal her, and being like, I wanted to go to Paranth with her, like I wanted all of these things, and finally realizing, oh my <gasps> gosh, I have feelings, and I, I care about feelings. her. No wonder Rowan, no wonder Rowan was so stupid when Aelin showed up because he's being stupid, and just I love them, and I can't wait to talk more about them in kingdom of ash yeah i feel like they're that entire thing because there's they have a conversation before that or at the same time where he like turns to her and he's like i made a promise to protect you and i will not break it and like having just had her perspective where she's like no one can be trusted everyone breaks their promises she kind of thinks that he's oh because this is this is when she was captured by vernon and she's just like vernon tells her oh, and he tells him that the last time we saw him yeah lorkin's on he's like lorkin's gone and she believes him and like that conversation cutting to lorkin where he's like so offended that she believed him and knowing that she believed him because no one has ever kept their promises and him being like, I'll always find you, I promise. And then like the 
chapter ends with her saying, I'll always find you too, Lorcan, and knowing what's coming. I was like, <laughs> I'm fine. And then him using like every ounce of his power when he realizes that he's on the wrong side of the battlefield. The line. And he uh-huh. just like throws her down and covers her. Oh my gosh. Oh I was my not gosh. Prepared. I was not prepared. I, oh my gosh. Yeah, that whole scene. And I just love them so much. Does Lorcan have an animal form? No. Because he's not full fae. He's like the only one that's demi fae, and so he doesn't have an animal form. Interesting. Right? Am I crazy? Did I misremember that? I can't remember. I know. I'm 90% sure that he is demi fae. He's not. He's not full-blooded fae. He doesn't he, have an animal form. Yeah, he's not. Uh, it's perhaps the most powerful demi-fae male in existence in a form of... Yeah, it doesn't say... Yeah, he doesn't... I don't think he I think he's like... Form. I think he's like Aelin, where... A, a lot of people are saying he's like Aelin, where, like, if he wanted to, he could look more human, but... That's not... Yeah. Just like Aelin is, where she has, like, her human form and then her fae form. Interesting. Also, I forgot about that. Sorry. That was just a random side note. Going back to the beginning, right? Lorcan and Lead, so good. Love them. Chef's kiss. Um, The beginning of part two, where we have... We have that, like, they've got Manon all chained up, right? Like, she's chained up and... Dorian's like, let's go talk to her. And they go down there and Fenris just attacks her. And then you find yeah. out it's not really Fenris. I completely the forgot that part. I 100% forgot that part. I was part. like, what the crap is he doing? And then Fenris showing up being like so offended that none of them knew it wasn't him. <laughs> I love, I love Fenris so much. I remember, like I knew that I loved Fenris, but rereading this, I was like, I forgot how much I love Fenris. Like, Fenris so good. Cool. His relationship to Aelin uh, is so fascinating to me. And anyway, I feel so bad for him. But yeah, their whole thing and Dorian trying to convince everyone to let Manon out of the chains. I can't remember who says it to him. I think it's Aelin is like, you're, you're pretty, like, you're good looking, but your pretty face isn't enough to like change her from being yeah. a monster yeah and oh my gosh snapping oh my gosh. back and being like your like, pretty face was enough for rowan. rowan and everyone just being like don't go down that road like Whoa, no Dorian. and far, i was like too far. first of all i felt like she made a good point like and that's pretty funny guys <laughs> i thought it was kind of clever but whatever once again everyone hating on my boy dorian for no reason whatsoever and it's fine but yeah i just okay so Timeline-wise, we start with Lorcan. We go through their whole experience, okay? So, mm-hmm. Ilkin, whatever, whatever. They make it to the path. Now, now they're reunited. Um, mm-hmm. We have, with our ship folks going on an adventure, we have Manon. Dorian and Manon have experiences together to keep it PG around here. Experiences. Events. <laughs> I don't know what how how to oh, cleanly man. describe it. Um you can't. but and then we have this moment where 
oh what is said oh when the when the blood hound what's the blood hound yeah Yeah, the blood hound says nameless is my price and aelin goes into the bathroom and and just pukes her guts up and And then calls in that she's pregnant yeah and he's like crap 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 (laughs) but that was because i come i recognize that the first time but i think Sarah purposely if you don't know what's coming like you think oh crap like what it like can you imagine if she gets pregnant during all of this but looking back and realizing that that was the moment where she realized that she, at somehow some way she was gonna have to give she up her was life the price and then going having Manon and her go through the mirror and having all of those visions or that the going through those memories with uh with Elena and explaining that whole thing of, okay, now somebody down your line is going to have to be the one to use themselves to forge the lock. I just have so many mixed emotions towards Elena because I just, I'm so mad at her. Like, I'm so mad at her mm-hmm. for taking the lock to begin with. Like, there was a plan and it was gonna, it like probably would have worked if you had just trusted your dad but you didn't, and you ruined everything. And her and Nehemia's plan, I just, I really struggle. Really, really struggle with their manipulation of Aelin. And I don't feel like Aelin ever, I don't know, like, she still loves Nehemia, right? Like, her coming down to protect Ilway and seeing that it's all on fire and putting out the fires and knowing that it's targeted at her because of her friendship. It's hard to then turn around and see like Nehemia went to Adderland knowing she was going to die and using her death to intentionally cause Aelin enough pain to be, be the catalyst for her to embrace her, her true identity. And it just it's it's hard it is hard for me to read and not be angry and then to have to have elena be like oh yeah that day on the river you legit died and i brought you back to life and i just i don't know and aelin's crying she's like oh you sacrificed your like eternal next life with your loved ones so that I could experience real life. And I just, I don't know. I, it feels we it feels weird to me. I don't know. I, I struggle a lot with it to be like, I don't know. The manipulation that happens in but anyone's I, life is, is frustrating to me. Yep. And then, and I feel like that's part of the reason why she has such like a visceral reaction to this is because mm-hmm. she had, she just want, like, she's, she hasn't seen this yet, but, like, she's been through so much, and she's had her own people reject her, all of the lords um, that came over, and they're like, no, we don't accept you as our queen. That made and me so mad. going through all the work and realizing that, like, none of it is even going to be good enough because she still has to give up everything. And then having this experience in the mirror and seeing, like, but I think it was very important for Elena and... Elena and Aelin to have this experience because I think there was a moment of not closure but understanding that I don't think that Aelin hates Elena. I think she made a dumb choice 
Mm-hmm. And Aelin has made many dumb choices. You're and so I wrong. think she's like, hey, hey, I can do this. Will you stay with me? And it gave me like book seven Harry Potter vibes of like him using the soul, the resurrection stone and the being like, will you stay with me? And they were like, we never left. Yeah. Yeah. And it's then fine. like her and then and then Elena saying like, yeah, I'll be with you the whole time. And Elena giving up her future in whatever after like after afterlife they believe in exists in this world, giving it up to save Aelin. And to allow mm-hmm. her to at least have experiences. And then Aelin having to look back and be like, so this was my chance to live. And this I spent so getting. much of it. This is all I'm getting. And I spent so much of it just pitying myself. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's probably so many emotions going through her mind. And then we, the next time we really get her perspective is as she's being beaten on the beach and decides that she's going to protect her people and she says it was all borrowed time anyway. And then she gets taken away time. in an iron coffin. The entire beach scene. No, okay, first of all, Rowan's cousin's coming through. Honorary yes, shout out. And like, <laughs> him just desperately going from ship to ship. Okay, because even, okay, even before that, right? Like, they... She she makes the connection of Nameless is my price, calls in Lysandra. We now know in retrospect that she's making her plan. And that night is when her and Rowan get married in secret. And I just... She didn't tell him. She didn't tell him. And that... It, it just... It breaks my heart for Rowan. Like, Rowan takes all of this way better than I would have. He's just, he's a champ, and I love him. I love Rowan. Like, him going to each of his cousin's ships, and the thing that he tells them is about Aelin and, like, his hope for a better future and, like, how awesome she is. And, like, that's, like, he had to have been so crazy sincere in order to convince that many people to go against Maeve. Like, that's a freaking huge risk. And I just, it's it's rough. It's so rough. And to have been so close. Like, the, the scene from his perspective where he realizes they're on the beach. And I don't have enough magic to get there. he's too tired to, like, fly himself. Yeah. Uh-huh. His wind can't push him. And he was so close. Like, he barely missed them. It's fine. I didn't cry. I'm not. It's fine. I'm fine. I feel like that scene I pictured very much like a movie of like, you know, when they like dole out the sound and it's so you can like almost hear the ringing in somebody's ears mm-hmm. and you just hear dull noise everywhere oh, else. That's exactly how I pictured this. Everybody else is blurry in the background, celebrating, crying, processing, sharing the stories. And and Rowan just is like, it's just dull noise to him. Ugh. And then we Ugh. have this realizing that the other person that could close the gates is Dorian. Is Dorian. Because he hasn't and I been feel like, enough either. <laughs> cause, yeah, because that can... And I feel like we also look over the, how quickly he's like, okay. Like, he's not okay with it, but he he at least acknowledges with a level of maturity that Adian could never, being like, Okay, I understand that this is a possibility for me. Yeah. 
And he goes, so where do our friends part off at the end? I know you wrote it down. So Gavriel, Lorcan, Alid, and Rowan go to find Aelin. Mm-hmm. Dorian, Manon, and the 13 are going to go hunt the third word key and find the Krakens. I love that Dorian goes with them. I feel like Astrid mm-hmm. well, is going to love it. <laughs> Dorian, like, has to be there because if he can get all three word keys, like, his plan. Yes. Is to do. Yes. Do what needs is to get. Is to do it. And then Lysandra, Adian, and the allies head north to Tal- to Terrison. Lysandra as Aelin mm-hmm. goes. And then we don't get to hear about any of it because the next book that we're doing is Tower of Dawn. Dawn. <laughs> and <sighs> in our first episode with that, Cass is going to tell us exactly why she thinks that Tower of Dawn is so perfectly placed and why it is the exact thing that we needed in between these two books. Yeah, I'm super curious. I'm I'm ex- I'm very excited. Cass, I know you're listening. I'm so excited because <laughs> I was so convinced. You were so passionate about this. There's like, yeah, I'm on board. And then on this read read, I like finished it and I was like, once again, I find myself struggling to accept that we're going to a completely different timeline right now. <laughs> I just And I, I understand why it's necessary. Having read no. the series, and I do, guys, we are Kale fans. Like, we mm-hmm. we are a big fan, but as far as, like, the pace of the series, it is very hard finishing this and picking up a story about healing, which is I'm so good. I love s- it. Super curious, because to me, initially, I, like, read the first series, and I immediately, for, like, first time reading the series, I immediately was like, you should read Tower of Dawn before Empire of Storms, right? Like, you can easily swap those two. But Cass was like, no, no, no. It's just right. Leave it where it is. And I was like, you're right. I trust you, Cass. And now I'm starting to question it again. So I need you to remind me why this was a good idea. Because I am in emotional pain. Because I'm dead inside. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway. We've we've pretty successfully avoided talking about what actually happened on the beach, which is impressive. But Maeve is one of my favorite villains to hate because she sucks. Her explanation and walking through exactly how she manipulated the mating bond. I I've talked about this with Chelsea probably five times already. But Gabriel and Fenris are already not fans. Okay, like. Mm-hmm. Gavriel's still like, yeah, we have the blood oath. Fenris was never a fan. But I feel like I could see Lorcan, Gavriel, and Fenris, all of their faces drop as Maeve so callously explains how she manipulated their mating bond. I want to burn the world to the ground. Yeah. It's like not only did she manipulate it into making him believe that was is it Lyria? Lyra? Was his mate. Not only did she do that, but she then let her get pregnant and betrayed her to the enemies and had her kill her. Yeah. Like, oh, and just let Rowan. That just made my heart drop again. Like, ooh. ooh. And like her promoting Karen, who I kind of forgot about Karen a little bit. And then I was just, it's just terrible. Her knowing how much Gabriel, like, values honor and intentionally being like i'm gonna like cut you off of the blood oath and do it dishonorably 
and like doing that to Lorcan and then turning to Fenris and being like, bet you wish I was going to do that to you. I'm not. I'm going to, I'm going to make you serve me for the rest of your life because I know that's going to be way more of a punishment for you. And it just, and like, she knows exactly where to press to hurt people down to like her being the one that started the fires and Ilway to knowing what whipping means to Aelin and having her use it yep. on Rowan during air fire. And then we find out that she used it on um, the cadre, specifically Lorcan, after they went to help her. Uh-huh. Gavriel revealing that, I also feel like, is pretty huge to understanding Lorcan's character. Yes. And how hurtful, like, how much Rowan leaving hurt after that. I was like, yeah, I could see, like, how how hurt Lorcan would be. He just didn't want to admit it. It just... And then trying to make her count, her not counting. That's when I was a full-blown mess. I was just a full sob fest as she refused to count. Um, Yeah. And it ends up being her, her need to punish people and her need to control and manipulate and cause pain ends up being her undoing because she was so focused on capturing Aelin, on causing her pain, on this yep. whole spectacle of the whipping, that she didn't think to check for Confirm the word that keys. that the word keys, yeah. Which, Which is, is interesting. Like we feel we, second I think time. We, yeah, we see two weaknesses in Maeve in this final scene. We see the fact that she had to weaken Aelin, otherwise Aelin would have been strong enough to beat her. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it is possible for Aelin to be her second off her exactly what you just said, that pride and her, her sense of success that made it. So she just completely distracted. And it, it, and for a moment I was like, wow, I forgot how like totally calm Manon is as she walks away from this. And then I forgot as soon as it switches to her perspective, I was like, oh, I forgot she needed, she needs to walk away her, because she has the word keys. Her having to knock a lead out she has to physically knock a lead out mm-hmm. to get her away from Elite that situation is a scrappy little human i <laughs> and I, she puts I, up a fight guys i really liked a lead on my first reread on this reread she's one of my favorite characters ever written like she just won't like what is she gonna do i don't know she doesn't know but she's gonna freaking fight and i respect the crap out of her for saying this is what needed, like, someone has to do, why is no one doing anything? She's like, knows that Lorcan is bound. She doesn't know why Manon's not acting. She's like, no one's doing anything. And her being like, I'm probably going to die trying to stop this, but at least I'm doing what's right. And like, and like, Lorcan being cut off and Lorcan crawling. Oh, I'm fine. It's like, oh, Oh, anyway, I just on this reread when Manon has to straight up knock a lead out. I was like, dude, you're you're my favorite. Anyway, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's not fine. Everything's burning. I'm really the excited burning. to finish the series. I know, but man, is it so freaking good? It's just amazing. Well, Chelsea, we could talk about this for forever, but I feel like we've done a good job the last couple of, which you guys can tell us if we've done a terrible job, but I feel like we hit most yeah. of the like the main plot points. Oh, also mm-hmm. Ansel shows up 
And in the audiobook, she has a southern accent, and I honestly we're not acknowledging it. That's all. That's not not important. I'm just saying that. Not a fan. But Mm -hmm. Ansel's pretty funny. I just love all of these throwbacks to um, us, the Assassin's Blade of seeing all of these people who Aelin had these experiences with and obviously had enough humanity to like develop these relationships and call them. And oh, I just love, I just love okay, them. Okay, one more thing. I do have to say one more thing. Okay. Knowing that Ansel went to try and get Selena. Oh my god. Also forgot about oh that one. Anyway, that was it. That was the one last thing that I was like, oh, I forgot about this. I forgot about so much. And Dorian feeling bad about Calvane. Yeah. It's all so good. I just... It's a, there's something about a seven book series uh, that just... It just gets you. <laughs> it just gets you. It just gets me. Oh man. Okay, well, it'll we'll take we'll take a couple months off before we do. We don't want to do these too close together, but um we'll probably around July. Yeah. Did we say July, July or August? I think, I think we said July. We have it the first week of July right now. There we go. Okay. We'll have her on for her two-parter. This is she's prepared for this moment. She's currently re-listening to all of them and has texted texted us all of our updates of why Kale is amazing. <laughs> and it's the best. Should. That's why you should have group chats with your book friends. Well, folks, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, please message us. Uh, thanks for all of those who participated in the giveaway this last week. We did mention in our last episode of like, if you wanted, there's a secret, there's a secret, like podcast only giveaway that mm-hmm. I'm fine extending through the rest of this week too. So if you go back and listen to our last episode and message us, the secret password, which is just asking for what we told you we'd give you, then I will still, I will still send you something. I've yep. created some of the things that I'm sending out and I'm actually pretty proud of some of them. <laughs> they're pretty, but, they're pretty solid. Anyway, so you guys are really cool. Thanks for being here. I don't remember what we're doing next week, but it's going to be good. Next week is the lady and the highwayman by Sarah. Oh yeah. Eden. I did just, I just finished that. Shocking. It's Sarah Eden. Anyway, Chelsea, any final words? I think that's it. Thanks for sticking in. I do feel like this was a little bit more sporadic than than part one, but there's just so much okay. that goes on, and I love this series with all my heart. So, But we also love you guys, so thanks for sticking in there. Chelsea, as a way to help us cope with the struggles of the pain of this, uh, of this book, what should we snack on this week? Hmm. Um, I know we've done this one before, but I had bugles this last weekend, and they're just so freaking good. They're just, I had bugles and Sour Patch Watermelon on my road trip yesterday, and those are just two of my favorite snacks. That's a good road trip combo. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, either of those (laughs) things, whatever you're in the mood for. Deal. Okay, folks, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye.